0: Yo, so check us out. Chuck to public enemy.
1: Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous roof. What's up? This is DOC, the Dicky motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, E-Murray. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is
2: Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your
1: boy, DJ Paul KOL from 36 Block. Young Busy ball. Vice Warp. It's your man, Mastermind, Mine Hell Raid Up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Underground rap shit coming out of boat, what takes and every day I gotta eat a big bun of whack mumbling rappers up for breakfast. Really stop cold, so pure and really be tougher than a whole fucking lot of grams. A lot of these old be faked in the biz, and see right through them like a motherfucking hologram. And if you want it, I can make a motherfucker back. and you throw me the pistol grip and I can really get it. Hate the hog tied up, wrap them up like a motherfucking Christmas. Jeez,
2: Everybody, it's your boy Prez. Welcome back to the Murder Master Music. So this is episode nine fifty. So, uh, we're creeping on that one thousand mark, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna get there. You know, it's uh, it might take a little bit longer than, than anticipated. Some things happen, you know, where you gotta kinda sit back a little bit and and reflect and, and, and try to uh figure out how you're gonna get things done, not just, you know, with this podcast but life in general, you know, so um you know, like I said, man, um, things happen, you got to do what you got to do, but we're going to be dedicated to bringing you guys episodes of this podcast as often as possible. Tonight, I got a hell of a show. These guys have been around 30 plus years and have dropped countless amounts of projects, dozens and dozens of albums, solo albums, group albums, I mean, you name it, they're kind of... Um, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's just call them Veteranos, man. The one and only Darkroom Familia. How are you guys doing?
3: Doing good, brother. How you doing?
2: Man, welcome to the podcast. It's always good to have you on the show. Um, who we got on the line? Is this Crooked?
3: Yeah, right. now yeah. it's Crooked. I don't know who else is calling in or not. So. Man, how we'll you been? You been good? Yeah, man. I can't complain. Everything's been good with me, man. So, I'm uh, in love with life right now. Just telling, yeah, you know, absolutely praying, praying praying for everybody though, man, praying for you because 'cause I've seen you going through some shit, so hope hopefully you're doing better.
2: Man, I'm doing great. Thank you so much, man. Uh you know, uh yeah, just had you had a few things uh, go down where uh, I had to sit back and, and just reflect as a man, like, okay, uh uh you gotta get serious here and you gotta try to, you know, keep this thing called life going as long as possible. You know, and that's that's my mission right now. You know um, but i'm you know, I'm dedicated, man. I'm down like oh, a dark man. room in the bay, you know uh, <laughs> right. you guys uh man, you guys are such an inspiration because you know you you started you know dropping just just tapes and consignment and and doing your own thing, and you built such a big movement that has lasted decades, not only just music but film. um, let's take our listeners back a little bit, man, tell us all crooked when it started.
3: Uh, We started in 88, Uh, it may have been in the summer, I'm not 100% sure, but um, I was, at the time, I was the youngest of the group, man, I was probably like 13 years old or so, and uh, like Duke was older than me, it was me and him, we started a group, and we would rap over um, instrumentals, because, you know, we're 80s kids, back in the day, a lot of groups released 12-inch albums, vinyl, with their instrumentals on and shit, so we would uh, record our singles because we had no way to produce beats. You know, we were fucking kids, and uh, yeah. so we we just record them ourselves. Li- little EPs, little maxi singles. You know, four or five tracks, whatever. Uh, black and white um, photos, black and white covers, and we would shrink up with a hair dryer, and then uh, you know we we'd go and uh, flag them everywhere we could. Uh, you know, local swap meets. Uh, you know, flea markets like the Oakland costume flea market, uh, Durant Square in Oakland uh, Every rec- any rec store that would, that would take our stuff, we consign it we'd walk around with, uh, with gym bags full of cassettes and just slang them and then it just kind of grew from there till we finally um, actually got real album replication and, and made our first cassettes and it just kind of went from there we, and we started performing at shows everywhere anywhere we could, we'd perform and it just grew and grew
2: and, and and what was the uh the name of your your first group was it temporary insanity or or was dark yeah. room before that
3: No, no, it was Temporary Insanity. So, we had Temporary Insanity and then uh we met Dino um like, I do not even remember when, 1990 or 91, I don't remember when. He was uh like Duke has a way better memory than me. Like the older I get the more I lose this shit, but um <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes, but uh we met him performing at – we we would end up performing at shows alongside him here and there. We, and we would both open up for, like, huge, huge artists at the time, you know. And, I mean, even now, obviously, Ice Cube's a legend. We opened up for Ice Cube before for, uh, you know, E-40, The Conscious Daughters, The Cool, uh, Zappa Roger. It was all, I mean, I again, Duke knows more of these bands than I do. I completely forgot shit fell out of my head. But um, we met and we just we kind of clicked. You know, we hit it off because we would always see each other. And uh, uh, a few years after, I don't remember what year it was, but Dino kind of stopped rapping. He had, he had a kid. He was like, I don't know how young he was. We had he had his first kid, so he kind of stopped rapping. And uh, at that time, we were we were getting kind of big. We were getting known in the Bay Area. We had a uh, the first uh, the first temporary stand like full length album, and uh, or it might have been the EP. I'm not sure. And we were being distributed by this distributor called the music people, um, in in Oakland. And uh yeah. so our cassettes were everywhere. I mean it was uh I mean regionally at the time, but still we were regular every record store you can you can think of around here and SoCal and in a lot of the western states and even some of the east coast. But uh we ended up meeting, um uh, Dino later on, uh, Duke had the idea, you know, the idea to, uh, kind of sew up Northern Cali because there was nobody really, really, uh, working together and blowing up. You know, there was artists here and there. I mean, there was always a lot of artists in the area, always, you know, but nobody really grouped together and did shit, and we really should have. So Duke said, Why don't we go talk to that homeboy Dino? And I said, That, you know, that homeboy from Valley said, Yeah, you know where he lives? He said, I could find out easy because, you know, um, we, we've done shows with the same, same people, same promoters. So found out where he lived and took a drive out to the valley, which back then felt like forever, but it was really like a 40-minute drive, if anything. And uh, knocked on the door. He answered, surprised, and we were holding his baby in his hand. He said, well, what are you gonna do doing here? And we sat down and chopped, up, chopped it up with him and told him, you know, the idea we had. And uh, it was been on from there, and then we we started the dark room, like literally. Uh, that's how we came up with the name. I think I told you the story before. We had we we broke ourselves to get recording equipment, but we had no uh, lights in the place. Like we had electricity, but we had no lights. It was so we just called it the dark room, kind of as a, a joke, an inside joke. That was the name of the studio, Darkroom Studios, and it just went from there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And boy did it ever go from there, man, because like I said at the beginning, you guys dropped countless amounts of projects over the years. Um, I believe the first one was from the uh Barrio with Love. Um that really picked up a lot of traction, you know, what was uh what was the response from that at the time, which is about yeah, thirty years thing, old now.
3: Yeah, that that is true, because here's the thing. So just going right back to that first temporary sounding album, bitches Never learned that was actually the official first album because we re-released it with, um, with like, completely remixed uh, tracks with different beats and a couple of new tracks and stuff, and that actually had the first Darkroom logo on it ever released. That was, I'm trying to, I think in 1994, I think. And then uh, at the same time we were doing the From the Back With Love album, uh, that blew up, like, a lot. We were 100% independent with that. when We released it, and it sold, I don't even know how many, but cassettes and um, I don't even know if we had CDs at the time yet or not. We I think we did, though. And uh, it sold a lot. And then that got the attention of a um, a subsidiary of uh, Warner Brothers, I believe. Um, and, 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 again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Duke will remember this more than I would. I wish he'd call in. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But um, I'm pretty sure it was a subsidiary of Warner Brothers called Sunset Boulevard Entertainment. And they uh, gave us this this contract, like a standard Major label contract with points and all this bullshit, people don't know what that is. It's just percentage points, so you get every artist that's on there, anybody who wrote and did anything to for the album gets uh points uh percentage points of the album like you know whatever two percent, three percent, whatever bullshit it is point, whatever percent. it ends up being pennies on the dollar you know and um yeah. they released it vinyl c d uh cassette uh everything nationwide in every every store. Uh, in Canada, everywhere, and that, it just, you know, it just kept going from there. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: and, and you guys, you know, I mean, you didn't stop. You just kept, you know, dropping project after project. Um, I want to ask you, though, looking back at all this time, you know, uh, 85 or 88 originally, that's 35 years ago, um, you know what I'm saying, when you reflect about that, you know, what what comes to mind the most for you?
3: um i don't know it's a trip man because it's kind of uh parts of it are kind of a blur it was a great time i don't um like at the time i didn't know that was going to be some of the best times of my life you know what i mean we were just going with it because you're you're young and uh and and as far as us recording a lot we i mean we pretty much lived in the studio you know uh the way I like, I heard Tupac lived in the studio when he got released and started working with Death Row, and he was just banging out tracks. That's how we were. I mean, it was really, you know, there was rarely a time when we weren't recording something, and then, uh, and if we weren't we, me and Duke were writing scripts or producing some some kind of movie thing, you know what I mean? So, um, but so a lot of it's a blur, but I remember a lot of it, a lot of fun times, man. We we had a lot of laughs, you know what I mean? Like, because the core group you know, we're we were we're true friends. We we kicked it all the time. You know, we, we know each other's families and parents and grandparents and shit like that and, and kids and everything and uh it was the fun time, young and single and, and just uh do a regional touring, meeting fans all over you know, so many states, man, up and down Cali, uh Nevada, Oregon, Washington, um shit, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, New York, uh Utah, like uh shit, I, I lost track in Montana. I don't even know where else it went. I mean, so it was it was cool, but it was like uh I don't even know how to explain, it, man. It was just it's a blur too, you know. It's uh, looking back it's cool. I I don't regret anything cuz it's shit that I did when I was when I was young and it was uh a lot of fun. Uh and every anything that I did in my lifetime made me who I am today and put me in the situation I am today, you know what I mean? So even even the bad shit That I went through I don't um, I don't wish it to be different Because I would probably be a whole different person now You know what I mean?
2: Yeah Yeah, 100% same here You know Because uh, those experiences They uh, they either change you for the better or for the good You know And um, You know, you guys definitely You know, you put it all on the line out there, man You let people know exactly what you were about you know the the uh, the music speaks for itself, you know, um, and people loved it. People fucking gravitated towards it like like it was crack, you know. Um, especially, I mean, I remember in the Murder Dog days. You know, uh, all man, we was getting letters all the time about you guys, you know. And, and um, you know, when's Darkroom gonna come out with something else? And it's like, we'll just wait a month. You know, they'll be back You know, you guys were like A no limit, you know Type of uh, crew Because you were just dropping so much stuff
3: Yeah, it was uh, It's funny you said that about a month Because yeah, there was a time There really was a time where we released an album Every month on the month For a good solid year and a half or so It was pretty crazy But um, it's rapping um, I think we might talk about this before too But to us, rapping Oh, let me speak to me, about me personally. Rapping to me was very easy. It came to me very easy. I thought anybody could rap. This shit's easy. What do you mean? You just rap. Like, it ain't, you know, fucking monkey could rap. You know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, I ran into people like, um, you know, my wife now, she she used to tell me when we were just dating, she, she's like, no, not even, not even you can rap. It's not, it's not easy. I mean, yeah, you can. You can rap, you know. And uh, I started running into people that couldn't freestyle. They couldn't write on the spot. They would they would recycle their raps. They would, like, they would take them forever to write a rap. They'd have, like, a, a notebook full of raps that they would try to make fit a beat. You know what I mean? And Or they would use old raps that they already recorded before. And, and I I found that puzzling. I would, Me and Duke and, and the rest of us, we were like, I, I don't get it. Like, to me, if you can't freestyle... And, and and you don't have to freestyle great, just freestyle. You could be shitty freestyle, that's fine. But I'm saying if you can't freestyle, if you can't write on the spot to any beat, you know what I mean? That you're not a rapper, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. And, we you know we ran to people, you know here and there that would just they would freeze up or or every other line they have to punch it in because they can't do the whole verse all the way through and like just they don't learn from that and, um. It, then I finally learned, wow, this shit's really, I guess it is a skill, you know? But um, I don't even know where I was going with this, but it was just something that came to me, you know what I'm saying, while we were recording.
2: Yeah. No, no, absolutely. You know, um, but hey, here you guys are, you know what I'm saying? You dropped your first project, I believe, in about 10 years. You know, that was then, this is now, which is available on um, all streaming and downloading platforms so please go get yeah. it and support it. Um, man, 10 years is a long time. Why now?
3: You know, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't realize it there's so long. Duke's the one that brought that up. It it Time flies, man, especially when you get older. I didn't realize that at all, like, not even a little bit. Um, uh, we, we were working on it for a while. Duke really put this shit together, man. He's 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 been the glue that's been holding us uh, because, you know, the older you get, you know, uh, people get married and 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 have kids and, and move apart and it just it's really hard to do shit. Uh, yeah. So he's the one who wanted to put this together and he was like, he's the one that got on phone calls and emails and texted and you know hooked up with people left and right and and made people hook up and we you know we just did it and uh it actually the album sounds really good it it actually I forgot how good some of these songs were like holy shit you know like you know I I'm I'm sure it sounds. Um, biased, and that's fine. It's my shit, but it just, I thought it came out really, really good. It um, did. You know, but uh, the inspiration—I mean, as far as inspiring to rap, there's always something to rap about. Uh, I, I don't like to—if um, somebody hits me up to so let us get on something, and I don't feel it, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I have to feel it for me to get on it. You know what I mean? Uh, if it like I've—I've kind of said everything I've ever wanted to say. I've done so many tracks. I don't really have nothing else to say, but, you know, I guess there really is other shit to say. There's a lot of crazy shit in the world and shit you discover the, the older you get, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was it's a trip, man, but uh, I think it was time to do another one. It just felt right to do it, so we did it, and it came out, like I said, it came out real well, in my opinion, uh, and hopefully people will dig it. We've gotten a lot of, Positive feedback, you know and nothing but positive feedback. To be honest, so people seem yeah. to, uh, to listen to it, and hopefully they they will dig it. You know,
2: absolutely. Let's give him a track right now, man. This is uh Bay Slaps. This is uh, I believe you and you and your brother. Uh, tell us about this one, Crooked.
3: Uh, you know I don't even know who produced it. That's that's crazy shit because Duke would send me beats, and I'm just I just get on them. <laughs> but uh, he just wanted to get one that reps the Bay. Because we always got to rep the Bay, man. No matter what, you know, I could go move to fucking London and the Bay is always going to be in me, you know what I mean? Uh, it's changed a lot over the years, but it's still, you know, somewhere where you feel, uh, I feel at home, you know what I mean? So I guess it just wanted to rep it hard one last time if this will be the last time, you know what I mean?
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. This is a uh, darkroom familiar base. Slaps up. That was then. This is now. Make sure to get that. We'll be right back with Crooked. Don't go nowhere.
1: Carving, I stop. Always stacking these numbers. Old school American muscle, I burn rubber. I'm pro gun. I hit the range with my thumpers. See red face dropping these classic slappers. Fuck off with that cranny shit, you anus pumpers. And fuck those trash Kardashian cum dumpsters. On my bed, I don't know. i on an old school punker. Hit you with a jab, have you stepped? From Clear, In the thing we be slapping, knocking rapid, act out of pocket, and the homies be capping. Stay silent and keep your limbs dead, on the slaps that you hear will be coming from Clear. In the thing we be slapping, knocking rapid, act out of pocket, and the homies be capping. Stay silent and keep
2: your limbs dead, on the slaps that you hear will be coming from Clear. Man, how can you not feel that shit right there, man? That shit is hard. You know, um. <laughs> And and the whole album goes like that. We're going to play one more track at the end. Uh, but, man, you got 15, I believe it's 15 bangers. Um, yeah. Now, streaming everywhere, you know what I'm saying, people can go uh, online, download it. What about uh, physical copies?
3: Uh, Duke's working on that. I guess people. a couple of people have been asking about it. Just trying to get some good shit because everybody's, you know, there's a lot of, like, fast, uh Places that do it replicating or whatever on-demand shit And they come out shitty, you know So it's got to be worth doing a good investment for it You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely A lot of bullshit quality
3: nowadays. You... Yeah, and then like yeah. everything is digital And uh, But me me personally, I'm still, I love physical shit uh, You know, I got my digital shit But I love having a physical copy of shit as well So uh, i I'd probably want to get one too We'll see what happens
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, now of course, you know, people that um know you guys know your films, man. You know, Penitentiary yeah. Chances, Veteranos, uh, so many uh, uh Hood of the Living Dead, which that to me that's one of my favorite zombie movies, probably <laughs> after Return of the Living Dead. That's my all time favorite, man. But Hood of the yeah, Living Dead too. was good. That's yeah, your favorite that's too. Corny.
3: No, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is The Return of the Living Dead and uh, The Thing. Really? John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah. Dead serious, 100%. I love ROTLD. I got the soundtrack. I love that shit.
2: I got to send this to you. My daughter, when, when she knows I love that movie. And uh, one year for Father's Day, she got me this action figure of Tar Man, and I couldn't believe uh, it. I was yeah, like, holy shit. You know, yeah, man, that movie uh, definitely withstood the test of time. So obviously, yeah. that had to have been what inspired Hood of the Living Dead.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, we we've been horror fans since we were kids. So, I mean, that one came together very quickly. We had a deadline to meet, and um, we said, "Fuck it, let's just do it because we can. Well, we might as well." You know, we had we did that one and, fuck, uh, uh, Stempel Psycho. About a serial killer And we did a one called um, The Damned about vampires So back to back to back Horror movies And uh, We had a hell of fun Shooting this movie Because we, we actually Filmed a lot of it In Oakland And neighboring cities But we actually went To Lake Merritt In Oakland And shot some stuff And like the cops Came by Because we were Shooting guns off And they didn't even trip um, So it, it was It was cool man But yeah I mean I'd love to do uh, Like a big budget Fucking zombie flick or some shit. I man, I'd I love that. I, I get some, you know. Hopefully, get to work with some good effects artists and do some gory shit. Cause try to match, you know, Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead and movies like that. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you, you guys got any movies in the works now?
3: Uh, nothing in con- you know con- concrete just yet. But like the last thing we did was uh, Duke directed it actually. He did. I got five hundred three and. Um, if you want to check out the movies They're all on Tubi You can look up any movies You can go to com, And uh, there's a uh, Should be something on there For our movies And uh, you can see our movies listed there uh, and, and go to Tubi I think we put a link A link tree thing For, for our Tubi films uh, Even on the Instagram thing Because they got all our stuff right now It's kind of trippy I was showing my in-laws man I was in Mexico uh, A couple weeks ago And I was showing my in-laws in Mexico, and look, we're on Tubi, and they were tripping out. It's kind of cool because anybody can watch this shit now, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, that's got to be cool, though, you know what I'm saying, to be able to show family members, you know, your work. And, and, um, you know, they have to be hella proud uh, of your accomplishments, you know. But
3: Yeah, definitely, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, no. So I was just gonna say, um, th- those movies, you know, um, they followed some some straight hood classics. A lot of people talk about them. Uh, you know, veteranos and penitentiary chances. You know, uh, did they get to see those as well? Your family? Uh,
3: not everybody, but I, you know, a lot of my family <laughs> and friends have seen these. I remember when I, when I first met my wife, uh, she's from Oakland, and I went to visit and, and hang out with the family in Oakland and she's got these young, young cousins, uh and they I, I never mentioned uh you know, I don't go around telling, hey, I'm so and so like I'm somebody. I'm just me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm chilling at a family barbecue and uh and then all of a sudden one of her, her cousins starts looking at me kinda crazy and then they start whispering and then they send like the older cousin who's a girl walks up, she goes, Hey, uh, is your name crooked? <laughs> and they start chipping out on me, you know. I said, yeah. And they were like, oh shit, I knew it was you, oh man, you know, tripping out on, they didn't know that, you know, oh shit, their cousin's dating crooked or whatever, you know. And they were asking about movie shit and everything. And it's funny because I ended up uh, having a couple of them in some of our movies. Uh, but uh, it, it, the movie shit, is, it, that shit's wild, man. Like I, like you asked me about how it feels to, to look back and look at all this, all this other stuff. We We did a lot of shit musically. We toured regionally. And and then the, the step up we did with movies, you know, a lot of young people don't know now because everything's streaming, and they don't they've only heard of blockbuster. But fuck, we were at every blockbuster, we were at every Hollywood Video, at every Family Video, which is another small chain, and like so many more poverty stores. We were in um, when Netflix first came out, we were on Netflix. We've been on, on on demand like VOD, Comcast and shit, and Direct TV and all that kind of crap. We we our movies have been put everywhere. And that's uh, You know it's a big success for us Personally like uh, Like you don't have to be uh, Some giant fucking person That was on MTV or or uh, In theaters and shit To be successful and do shit you know what I mean I haven't looked back I haven't Worked in you know a regular 9 to 5 job In fucking decades You know like I've lived off my shit you know and investments Smart investments saving my money and Investing in real estate and just, you know, stay on top of your shit. Uh, so we have all that to be proud of, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, 100%, man. You guys set your own path, and, and you followed it, I mean, perfectly. You know, uh, like I said at the beginning, you guys are definitely an inspiration. And you survived through all the errors, too, man. All the, you know, the, the handover fish money out the trunk, the, the mm-hmm. downloading, the streaming, the Internet. You guys were there through yeah, yeah. it all.
3: Yeah. It's a trip, man. Like, uh, if somebody would ask me how to, you know, what do you recommend or what do you, uh, advice you give me to start to, I wouldn't even know what to say because, you know, we did, we did, we saw, uh, a lot of handle office money coming from distribution, from real distribution, from physical shit, you know, to digital. And it's, it's just, it gets harder and harder every year. You know, I don't know how any new person could, could make money. It's really difficult. Uh, Because we were established, we're 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 fine. But um, definitely, the glory days are the early '90s, in the '80s and shit. Um, You know, I'm just glad we were able to be part of it. And you know, like even that song you just played, Duke mentions fucking Ice T and EZ. Like that's the shit I grew up on. I fucking love Ice T and EZ. You know, uh, and and old school short and all that. So it's cool to come from that era and Kugna and all that shit. You know, IMP and. 415 and all the old school Barry shit Old school Mac Dre and all that And we come from that era, you know We were even label mates with Andre Nicotina And the crew and shit, you know So um, it's Like I said, it's all a blur But it, it's also a, 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 I guess a, a good blur You know what I mean? There's nothing that I can say that that uh, Is crazy negative, you know what I mean? Other than cops fucking with us or whatever You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, That's always a downer <laughs> you know, Um right. well, yeah, you guys had, uh, I know, uh, album got banned, the gang stories, um, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, that's a, hey, you know, they're always going to be a nuisance and a problem, but you guys can yeah. always get on the record and say, fuck them, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. that's a plus. Um, Man, we, we we really got to tell everybody, man, get this album that was then this is now. Uh I'm going to bring on the homie Sinister from France, DJ Lord Sinister. He um you know, he's got a few questions for you. Um
4: yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Uh, because you you know you guys got a lot of love overseas too. I mean, they love the dark room over there. Um Let me bring him on. Sinister, you there, brother? Sin. You hear me? I think he's there. Um, okay. You heard me? Yeah, we got you now, brother. Ah, oh,
0: okay, of Hi, Cookhead. Hi, hi, Scott. Yeah, a uh, little very Cookhead. Um, can you tell us about maybe your brother, the first tape of dark who released maybe around 88? Uh, I mean, before in 80. Is there some tapes or something who was released at time? What, what yeah, was the that's question?
2: He wanted to know if there are any uh, tapes that you guys put out before Temporary Insanity. Like, when you started in 88, did you uh, drop any, yeah. like, uh, uh, tapes on the streets?
3: Uh, I mean, that year is when we started dropping shit. When we first started doing things, they were, like, maxi singles. So for anybody out there who doesn't know any younger people, maxi single was a cassette single with two tracks at, at, at the least. Like a A side and a B side, so we will drop these little maxi singles. Uh, and then the 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 first like it was funny because our big proud moment w- was when we had like a uh, uh, like we went from black and white to um, two tone color fucking cassette cover, like a green and white or a red and white, and that was like oh shit, we got some color. Uh, but yeah, we released a handful of those. Um, and I un- unfortunately I think I may have one. Uh, like a dumbass, I threw away a lot of old shit, you know, and but Duke still has some of them. The only thing I have that is that i can uh that I can look at right now physically is that's old school, like an original is the original from the Barrio would love cassette with our Darkroom logo um, before we ever were on the major label so uh but yeah, there was stuff like that that we released before the first temporary insanity um. It's probably missing. I think it was maybe three or four maxi singles. Uh, one of them was called "Life Is Only Temporary," and that, but that was like 1990. On that one, um, I really cannot remember the original thing as well. I'm getting old, man. I don't know what to tell yeah. you.
2: Yeah, I feel you, okay, like, man. Work. That's that's amazing. I bet those tapes, if they're uh, you know someone uh, has any of them, they're worth a lot of money. Collectors' items, right there.
3: Yeah, I've seen shit on eBay go for hundreds, and I was like, fuck, that's crazy. Like, uh, I had I've got, I got, had a fan ask me, uh, offer me a lot of money from that, for for that uh, from the Vinego with Love cassette, but I'm not going to give that to anybody. I don't give a shit. I'm going to let my kids have it. Um, and I know Duke's been hit up a lot, too, for certain things. Like, people offered him some major money for shit, and he's like, nope, I'm not selling that shit. It's the only one I got. I wish I had the reel-to-reels that we had, because we used to record on reel-to-reels, you uh, know everything's digital now, but we we started on on reel to reels,
2: uh, and
3: yeah. it's so it's a trip, man.
2: Before uh, before I bring C- cynics to back on, I want to um, also uh, you know what I'm saying say rest in peace to DJ MT. Um, you know what I'm saying he was a huge part of the dark room. Um, you know what I'm saying uh, how long ago did he pass?
3: Um, it's been. Off, oh, man. I'm going to be pissed if I can remember. It's been at least two years now, maybe a little longer. Um, because we, me and him, we could kind of lost touch, but, um, you know, because he's in, he's in Tracy, you know, he's in, he's in the valley and I'm not, so it's, we just don't kick it, you know what I mean, like we used to, but, uh, you know, he was always a good dude, man. He was a good dude. He used to come around and, um, and recording the original darkroom studio so after we started Dark Room, like the official official recording physical studio uh dark studios and we did we were doing from the body with love and we recording we were re-recording the the bitches never learned parts uh it was uh me and duke dino d-roll and also and, and then uh mt would come by and he'd drop a verse here and there whenever he had time and um you know so it was cool Cause he had he had his own style. It was very unique. Uh, I, used to, I used to love his shit. I thought he was dope. Um, yeah. And um, you know, I never like. Oh, it's funny because if you know me um, personally, if somebody knows, they'll tell you I either I have a, I have a very fucking bold, uh, uh, I guess, attitude. I'll talk shit. If something sucks, I'll tell you that shit sucks, bro. Like I don't go with I don't go with the crowd. You know what I mean? If, if i like something yeah. that happens and it happens to be mainstream then whatever it's just a coincidence but i, I don't but usually i don't like mainstream shit anyway he he was one of those dudes man he'd come down he could rap he'd come down and he'd spit and he you know he had his own style i i really dug it he he could produce shit uh he was a solid dude he was a b he was a big dude man he he was a, you know i definitely i remember uh, i showed his picture what this one white guy this one white dude who worked at uh he was a cool guy that worked at uh this local restaurant Called Rasputin Records Or Rasputin Music I remember he saw his picture He goes damn I wouldn't want to Fuck with that dude You know cause He just looks like An intimidating character You know what I mean The big solid yeah. he, goes, he plays football Big ass mustache Fucking Lokes on in The hat And look at me mugging But um Yeah he was a good dude man And we We shared some good times He was a funny guy And um Unfortunately we did Lose touch It sucks But uh you know, I I guess he was sick for a while. Uh I had no idea. I don't think anybody knew unless you were like super tight, super, super tight with him and it kinda came as a surprise and uh so uh you know, I I, I don't know if his family wants wants any of this stuff out or anything, so I can't really speak on it but, you know, it sucks. He went because he was young, you know, I don't I don't even he's late forties or I don't think he was fifty yet. And uh, mm. you know, it's it's tough, but you know, he did yeah, love, man. Fans, fans really uh, uh, let us know, you know. R.I.P. to G.M.T. on on all the websites, on the pages and shit. So it definitely a lot is a loss, man, because he was a good dude.
2: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, very talented, you know. Um, yeah, we're losing a lot of guys, man. You know, uh, like Three Six yep. Mafia, half of them are gone. Um, yeah, you know, the, the rap a lot roster, you know, so many of them are gone and, you know, it's, uh, as we get older, we're seeing this more and more, you know, it's shit. Our, a lot of our guests like the late Tobin Costin, he was the guy behind, uh, helping master P get his eighty twenty deal. You know, um,
4: yeah. we had him
2: on the show and a few months later he passed, so, you know, yeah. rest in peace, man. Um. But let me bring back Adsin. Sin. He's got a few more questions and then I wanna to get to this uh this last track. You know what I'm saying? Uh Sin, uh you there, brother?
0: Yes sir. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, also you you put on the cover of uh Homicide Kings in two thousand, uh, 2000, uh magazine and it was also about you a lot of your movies, I I say, I say Scott and uh, they they review a lot and uh there was maybe the, the no, only magazine that from in France, right? So because, uh, the only magazine you, you got in
2: France was the Murder Dog one. Is that what you yeah. said, Sin? Yeah, he's yeah, talking about the I, Homicide I, Kings. Say,
0: yeah. Who put Murder Dog uh, in the front?
2: You put the <laughs> you put the cover on the uh, front uh, on the ad right. cover the cover of the Murder Dog. Yeah.
0: Oh, and
3: Homicide Kings.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. was talking about how you, you guys used the uh, Murder Dog magazine cover on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, whose idea Murder was Dog, that, Do you remember?
3: Yeah, Murder Dog always showed us love. You always showed us love with that magazine. Um, and so we always wanted to show love back because um, at that time it was just Murder Dog and 4080 in the Bay Area. I know you remember 4080.
2: Oh, yeah. Classic. And,
3: maybe. uh, yeah, and then uh, I guess Forty Eighty went under, and Murder Dog kept doing shit. And you know, I, Murder Dog has a special place, I think, in 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 hip hop. Period. And I don't think people recognize um, like they should because it was um, it was very unique. The layout of that album, of that um, magazine, and and the artists they would cover, they covered shit that nobody else would cover. And so it was it was dope to. To be in there, have get reviews, get so much love, and then being even even end up being on the cover of that magazine. You know what I mean? Uh, those are you know I'll uh, forever be grateful for that. You know what I mean? That's 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 why we we show love back as much as we can, and that's a, and that's one of my favorite albums too. Homicide Kings, that was a, that's a really good album.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, classic. Oh yeah, you guys always show love, man. Like I, I was saying, uh, you guys were on a couple of my compilations that I put out and. Um, always supported me and I appreciate that man. Real talk. Um yeah. Finn, I know you got a yeah, couple because, more questions.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah because Little Dog uh while there were composing from the underground underground rap, uh so also magazine don't do and uh, so what the burn that Yes, can I tell us about song, AD Advents, Uh yes, girls have the song eighty Vets? uh on your first album uh, By the of everything So you you all And it's a The whole day.
2: Uh, 88 Vet With uh, Duke And Sir Yeah
0: Yeah what about That was a classic
2: song He just wants to know about it Like uh, the process yeah. of it And everything And oh, how yeah, it came that,
3: together uh, yes, That first album It was uh, That's one of the albums That we did uh, During that streak Where we were recording and dropping an album a month, um, like again, literally, we were dropping one album a month. It's not even a joke. I remember uh, it, it was. It, it became kind of funny. Like, holy shit, another one, and, and people were collecting them. Man, people will, uh, people will still send us photos of their collection, uh, and and a lot of these old albums there. But uh, yeah, we were we were in studio all the fucking time. Like, I mean, it, I can't even. I can't even tell you how much we were in a studio. We would we would really we'd hang out. We'd go and record, write raps on the spot, produce on the spot. You know, take a break, go eat, go watch a movie or whatever. Come back and record, and then we would hook up the next day. And like, um, so that album was. We had people coming in and out. I had uh, Dub gave me some some good beats on that album, and I had Dub on it and Kid and also, uh, and obviously Dino and Duke. And you know whoever else was around at that time would be on it, and that's how we did albums it was There was never like a, any kind of selection like I gotta get this guy and that guy whoever's around and and can record and write, we do it right there on the spot there There's albums that um that I'm only on a couple of songs, or hell, I remember there's an album we released I don't think I'm on any song, I think I just have some beats on it uh but usually those are like compilations and shit, but um. You know, it's just, it, that was the vibe. We'd go in there and just, you know, who, like I said, whoever's there at the time, we do it. Uh, kind of like, uh, I think we spoke about this before, the Veterano soundtrack. We recorded that entire soundtrack from scratch. I'm 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 not bullshitting you from scratch in about three years. No. Yeah, about, seriously, between two and four days, we recorded the album, the entire album. I'm not kidding. Wow. We had people, we had a hell of, like a gang of beats, right, on the, on the sport track or digital A track. And uh and we just had people coming in now, all right, read next, next, they drop a verse, all right, next, go, get in there, go, go. And we just dropped songs of the songs. And we did a gang of songs over like two days and we may have wrapped up in like the third and fourth day. Uh and That's the album and stuff and classes people love it.
2: Yeah. I'm still looking for that motherfucker. Yeah. If I could find it, I'm getting it because uh it was hard. You know what I'm saying yeah. From the from the exactly. Valley to the Bay uh, Semi-automatic rounds So many tracks yeah, no. On that, that album That just hit hard Yeah, definitely
3: I, I mean, Uh-oh. if anything Like I was telling you I don't regret shit The only thing I, re- I ever Not really regret But I, I, it'd be nice If we could have recorded With more um, With more artists Just around Reasonably Other known artists It would have been nice You know what I mean I think I, we could have yeah. made some dope shit with other people. I, I think I made a we could have made a dope-ass track with Scarface. We could have made a dope-ass track with Ice-T, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, Brother Lynch, Esham. Because you guys got yeah. – uh, Sin, Sin wants to uh, ask you about the beats. Uh, ask him about the beats, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because uh, you have a unique song, a, a bass song that uh it was more deep and dark than uh it was more deep and dark than mob phone. so yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was it was bad, but producers. it was dark yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The um producers behind yeah it yeah. It's,
3: it's weird because we um it, we don't like sampling shit we like original stuff You know, when you first start, especially back then, you would have to use some kind of loop or some kind of sample, some kind of a, uh, you know, maybe a remake beat or something or an instrumental because you don't know how to produce. But uh, we quickly dropped that shit and wanted to make our own music. Um, And uh, we kind of learned on the spot. I personally can't – I don't know how to read music. I can't play shit if you tell me to, but – I can play things by ear. So if I hear something, I can start fucking with it on a keyboard and do something. And, and um, at first, it was just like pretty much Duke and Dino were making the first few beats because they knew how to work the machines a little bit. So I just go in and write and record to them on the spot. And then here and there, we get a beat from here and there from whoever is around. I can make a beat, all right, cool. Or some producer, here's our shit. Hey, man, I want to give you a beat. All right, cool. The way we work with people, with other producers or other artists is, um, I guess a little different because we don't, we don't ego trip on anybody, man. Like if you're a, if you're a solid individual and you want to do some music and you came at us, we, we'd fuck with you, you know, period. I don't, I've never asked any, any artist ever for, for, uh, money artists will hit us up. I've been in other artists shit and their compilations and their soundtracks or whatever they're, uh. Their albums, and I've never asked for a dime, and uh, and I hear stories. They'll tell me, "Oh man, that's cool, man," you know, because I asked so and so, and they were they were saying, "I gotta break them off, you know, I gotta give them a G to, to to spit a verse or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, all right," and I don't talk bad about it, but I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, I'm I, you know, I just I'm doing it for the love, man, you know," and. Uh, yeah. If you know, if you want to get on something, come get on it. If you want me to get on something, holler at me. And you know, if you're like I said, I got, I don't just get on anybody's shit. But if you're a solid dude and I listen, and I like your shit, I'll get on it. You know what I mean? So producers will give a shit too. You know, even for this album, we got producers that like our shit and they'll send us stuff and uh, work it on their stuff. Um, like we got a song called Landfill on this. Uh, album, and, and the beat is this homeboy uh, named Damn Dad. That's his production name. He's, it, I think it's funny because he uses his his kid's voice as his, uh, his, his 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 tag, you know what I mean? It's his boy going Damn Dad, or hopefully, or I hope it's his boy. I, mean, I don't mean it don't enough if it's a girl, but it's a little kid, you know. And um, he made us it, a dope-ass beat, and uh, we got on one of his shits, too, I think on two of his tracks. Two of his, uh, yeah, I think we did two tracks for him. But, um, so, the beats evolve all over the place. I, you know, we do have the base shit, but I like, personally, because I like horror movies, I like dark shit. I don't like, uh, I guess there's a time and a place to do something light, but I've always been of the opinion that if you don't have anything meaningful to say, then don't even record it. You know, don't even say it. I'd rather do some, some cool shit that hopefully don't make you think or just vibe and like it. So, I like the dark shit, personally. Like, uh, you know, I've, like I like Lynch Hung. Uh, I like uh, yeah. Gangsta Nip. You know, from the South Park Coalition. You know, and Esham. People like that. You know what I mean? I actually got into Esham way late. I heard his name, but I didn't know like how he rapped until way many years later, uh, when I was already into Gangsta Nip and Lynch. You know. But uh, and even before then, even before those guys, I was I was like like the darker shit. Like I love Ice T's uh, The Tower. You know
0: yes.
2: um, Drama. So
3: there's you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's shit Those like that beach. that's uh I always like no no, yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't like uh dark shit hundred percent. I like everything. I'm my my case is across the board. Like I think The Great Adventures of Slick Rick is one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion.
2: And yeah. uh and I
3: bumped that shit to this day. I bum I got my kids know uh know the song Lisa and Children's Story, you know what I mean? Um that's real hip-hop can, too, man Yeah, you know I grew up on that shit I grew up on Houdini And all that old shit And run EMC And old school oh, License boys. to Ill I, I still play License to Ill To this day You know what I mean? And, and, and I gotta give a shout out To Above the Law Above the Law are Fucking leg, OG legends, man That That Living Like Hustle's album Is a fucking classic Another one of the best albums ever made In my opinion Yeah
2: um, Underrated as fuck
3: But yeah for, for
2: 100% And um <laughs> And uh, so, yeah,
3: producing, you know, I like dark shit personally, bass-heavy shit. Um, and, I, you know, we don't we don't exclusively go with a certain sound. We just, we got beef, and if if somebody feels it, we record it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it ends up being a little darker than, more darker songs than not, but there's really no rhyme or reason for it. We just record what we feel at that time, whatever's there and it's available. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Get it. And the color, half color of violence of everything, the man ABK for Bavarian too. So it's, it's uh, that stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, brutal.
0: Brutal. Yeah. yeah. And also, maybe you know about a group who was called Cut and Crew from Denver, who has this type of six sound. Well, there were a lot of inverted dollars at the time. But I don't know, what, you know. Who was this group? Cut and uh, Crew? It was a group who was called. Kerr Crew from Denver, who got like killing a killing crew. Yeah. I've talked
2: to I never heard of him either, brother.
0: Oh, but the shit knows everybody,
2: man. He's like a hip hop encyclopedia. French
0: connection. connection. To a dog at <laughs> oh, really?
2: I missed that one, brother. Yeah, yeah. Bro.
3: Uh, I'll have to check it out. I I love getting uh, getting uh, suggestions for artists. You know, um, I I just don't. I I checked out of the mainstream a long time ago, so I don't feel any anything. If you ask me, you know who's popping now? I wouldn't even fucking know. Like I've heard some names, and I just fucking laugh. What is that shit? What you know? Like I heard some shit. Uh, like I, I I don't have any. Uh, uh, mainstream cable satellite bullshit I, I don't even really watch TV much Anymore And uh, So when I hear something I I, I kind of laugh at it Like some of these motherfuckers There's some fucking phone name Or somebody named Bad Bunny Somebody named uh the other fucking guy's name I don't know But when I heard that Bad Bunny shit I damn near saw out on my fucking chair laughing Like pissing myself I don't even know what that is You know what I'm saying But I know that's some, some Somebody who's known now I don't know who that is But that name is just fucking similar to me
2: yeah, a lot of this shit is silly to me, man. It's just, uh, I can't get into it. I just don't, um, I don't understand it. I don't relate to it, you know. Uh, well, you
3: know what's a it's, chip, though? You know what's a chip about this shit? And, and, I, and I don't mean to. The dude could be home, a fucking dope as shit. I don't know. I've never heard the music, so I don't. I'm not trying to shit on Homeboy. I just think the fucking name's retarded, in my opinion. But, um, yeah. Some, so some of this newer shit that I've heard, uh, it really makes it really puts things that are even ten or twenty years um, old like in perspective. It makes shit sound even even doper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh like, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Like,
3: like it, it's, a, it's just I don't know. It's a trip to me. Like, damn, how how the fuck is this shit even music now? I don't know. Well, that's just me. I don't know. Well, a,
2: a lot of the cool people there. who like yourself. Uh, like you guys, you know that was then. This is now uh, Ice Tees getting ready to drop a triple uh, vinyl project uh, called Crime Stories. Um, you know, uh, MC8's always dropping something. I mean, a lot of these guys, Spice One's always dropping something. You know, it, it's good to see that, man. I think hip-hop's coming back a little bit full circle. At least I hope so. It looks like it is.
3: You know? Yeah, I mean, and, uh I don't mean to be negative on new shit. There, there could be some dope shit out there. I just don't know it. I've never heard it, but I don't. Like I said, I'm not in. I'm not plugged into the mainstream like whatsoever. So I wouldn't even know uh, who's tied or who isn't. Uh, I just, like I said, I checked out, and the last shit I heard was just to me was just it wasn't cool. You know, some of the some of the beats are dope though. I I'll, I can admit that. There's some dope beats, but uh, you know the content and and the uh, the. I guess the way uh, people were... They, they kind of sound like copycat shit to me. Everybody sounds the same, you know what I mean? So, I kind—I I just, I just checked out. I can't fuck with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, it's, it's been a hell of a show. Uh, Sin, you got any more uh, questions before uh, we close up shop, brother? I know you got one. Just
0: yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, um, yeah, it was about the Avengers movie. You got a song with books right of The Coop, it was called Conspiracy Theory. Can you tell us about this one? Classic. Conspir- yeah, uh,
2: conspiracy, conspiracy Theory with Books of oh. The Coop.
3: Yeah, Conspiracy the Theory. We were, this is when we were label mates at um, a record label that I don't want to mention because fuck them, but uh, we were in uh, in Berkeley or something, I don't remember what, but we had this. We had uh, the digital A track with us, with beats on it. We were. That's when we were recording Veteranos. So that might have been one of the one of the tracks we we did on the fourth day. I don't know, but uh, we said, hey, we got this idea, man, because he was in. Uh, he's in um, that movie, I think. He's in. He's, in, what the long, he's in one of a fucking movies. I think it was Veteranos. And um, so we're chilling with Boots, chopping it up, and we're like, hey, man, we got this idea for this song, and we want to call it a Conspiracy Theory. And we kind of, you know, uh, did our, like, spit it for our machine. And, oh, yeah, that's cool. I feel that. And uh, so we ended up recording it. And uh, the song like, came out really, really good. It's like a classic, man. People love that song. And then when we were wrapping up the movie, uh, we always fave film reels because back then we were shooting on actual film, no, no HD, digital, anything, actual reel. Uh, film, Kodak film, we had to get developed and shit. We, we always gave a couple of reels to do uh, some music videos to put at the end or the beginning of the movies or whatever. And uh, so we hit up a with Hey, man, we want to do a video for that, for that song, conspiracy theory. He said, all right, cool, let's do it. And we said, all right, we're going to we're gonna pick you up, and then we're going to go with the Bart station, which is our subway, if you don't know, in, in the Bay Area. We got a subway called BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit. And... Uh, and we decided to jump on the Bart in Oakland and just shoot, like, guerrilla style, no permits, nothing. We had our our um, cinematographer, Rocky Robinson, man, rest in peace. He recently passed. Uh, he's been involved in, fuck, man, all of our movies. All of our movies, I think, except one. he Even then, he edited the one he didn't film, but he did the cinematography and editing and everything and sound and shit and, on every one of our movies. Uh, we just said, fuck it, just do we'll, we'll We'll load up the film camera Load up the film And just start shooting Alright So we Had a boombox and shit And jumped on Bart and started Shooting that video And even the video People loved But the song Was just uh, Letting out Frustrations A lot of uh, Just wicked shit That goes on That has going gone on In this country In this In history And uh, You know Just talking shit I guess You know We just wanted to Let it out Talk a lot of shit And people love it It's uh it's a trip, man. It's a trip. We still get a lot of um, emails and shit and, and love from fans. And they don't mention that song specifically in that video. So, <clears throat> you know, and then looking back now, knowing what I know now, it's, it's a trip because, like, uh, kind of like you, how you did the Fuck the Illuminati uh, albums, you know, it, it, you were know, on you some shit before a lot of people. Like, people didn't understand. Uh, Like it's just now Coming to light What that is You know The whole Illuminati Masonic shit You know what I mean With all the conspiracies Going on now Um, Yeah You
2: you guys were Talking about it You know uh, 25 years ago Or more Um, Yeah
3: So It's a trip man But uh, Yeah that song Came out real Real tight That's one of our Hero songs And and people Really love it too People really um, Really uh, I mean Identify with it I guess And they You know It hits them And they like it And, And we got you know, like you said, we got um, we've gotten hit up by people all over the place. Uh, uh, you know, France for sure, but a lot of shit like South America, fucking Russia, uh, in the Middle East, Qatar, Iraq, like tri- like places you wouldn't even think like, holy shit, this is in the rap. You know, in uh, you know Germany, fucking um, uh, Sweden. Uh I had a dude set us up from a couple of guys actually from Spain, from Japan. There's people in Japan and Spain that have dark room taps. So it's fucking trippy, man. It really is, but our music is very universal, but um all these people mentioned that song too, so it's it's trippy, you know, it really is.
2: Yeah, you guys yeah, definitely uh went around the globe. Um you know what I'm saying. It's all set in stone too, man, and I see much more uh, in the future from the dark room You know I want everybody to get That was then this is now man You won't be disappointed um, Whether you, you've you been a, a Fan of them for years or you are just You know checking them out right now on the show You know um, You know because we got listeners From all over the place you know that might not Have um, You know what I'm saying listen to you guys and hopefully They right. go out and get this project man But before we get out of here uh Crooked, I want to thank you again, man, for uh, chopping it up with us. And also, uh, I want to give you the floor, man. Let everybody know where they need to go and what they need to do and any shout outs, man. It's all yours, brother.
3: Oh, much love to everybody, man, over the years. Um, I can't even express the gratitude that fans, you know, show us love for all just decades of shit. To this day, they'll tell us they grew up on our shit and they love our shit. Uh, every fan experience I've ever had um, online or even physically has always been fucking positive. Um, so, you know, much love to everybody who's, who's the old school fans. So anybody who discovered us, you know, after like the veteranos years, uh, any new fans, much love to everybody, man, worldwide. Um, obviously, you know, shout out to, to you, man. Scott, you know, you, you've always been there. Uh, always showed us love, uh, I don't think you personally get, you know, the, the, the props that you deserve, brother, because there's a lot of people who, that shit, who stop, stop giving a shit, and uh, and you, you kept shit going. You kept, you know, your love for this shit, underground shit, all these years. And uh, always showcase some, some dope shit that doesn't get the props that it should as well, you know what I mean? So definitely much love for that. And, um, but yeah, check us out online best thing to do i guess check us out is on instagram ig uh official darkroom is the name um and if you don't care about instagram you could go on just on our website darkroomstudiosonline.com we're also on facebook um i believe it's also official darkroom i'm not even 100% on that but um yeah official darkroom facebook um But yeah, I think everybody's on fucking everybody's Instagram, everybody's IG or fucking TikTok. Well, I I don't have TikTok,
2: (laughs) so uh,
3: we're on that. We check it when we can. You know, we do get bombarded with a lot of emails, so we'll try to hit you back if we can. Um, But yeah, get get that album, show support, so shit can keep coming out. If you if you like it, cool, man. You know, that's much appreciated. And that's absolutely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, thank you brother We're going to get out of here now We're going to go to this track, the DRF Posse um, This shit's hard as hell, man uh, Kind of intro this track as we, as we get out of here, brother
3: I'm trying to remember who produced this beat But this has uh, me, Duke, Young D, uh, Lil G, 1700 uh, A whole named Young Stun Also uh, EMAC um, I don't remember if anybody else is on it But it's just a posse cut, like old school style uh, Back to back to back to back Vocals and hopefully you'll dig it.
2: Absolutely, uh, we're out of here. Episode 950, Dark Room Familiar.
1: Started in the haystack, 510, hungry for the hustle. Not really looking for trouble, just wanted my Fetty to double. I bubbled from buying low and selling high. Thank God for those hives, stole fiends for supply every day I got by. My backup was homies. Crazy motherfucker gave no fuck about the police. Show me the paper, I could show you the product. Always merchandise, never fuck with narcotics shit got chaotic or should i say hectic committing hella fraud but i was looking for an exit so we started making jams started booking shows in 1993 started darkroom studios let us rewind to the time of the birth all these rhymes on the turf doing crimes where it's cursed by design i'm dispersed in these lines about the worst of the times all the might i opine about society is declined from the five down on the grind in 88 began to climb right behind dopey beats being heat still finish signed In the 90s we combined and stopped our legacy enshrined. Hustle not stop, round the clock, work hard for mine. Struggle on the blocks, so I'm grateful to the divine. From bottles with gang signs or rack nines on albums to watch with successful outcomes. Growing up in Northern Cali, it was never nothing. Not another day, another dead, another crap. But the doctor to a nine, I survived, hoping to stay alive. Never living the lie, seeing with evil eyes. Man, the streets are so bold, the world is so cold. I never thought the life i make it to be this old, but I struggled and I strive. Made it with no surprise. Some people got to live and others just had to die. Every day we're given chances, living with circumstances, dying with dirty glances. Your life never advancing, your ways. I will split, my game is on. So here's a little taste of game that I spit. Hey, who you tryna check? Hey, who you tryna press? If you want some smoke, just let me know, I'll put some in your chest. I got a strong stomach, with the walker, make a mess. If you make the wrong move, and you get caught, you're like a nest. Boy, these tattoos got a story with them, this shit ain't for looks. Why you think we frown upon? Because the birds think we a crook. But you can't be mad at me, you got what I want, so I took. I got years up in this shit, a young vet, I'm not a rook. I was raised on 17, so I'm reppin' 17. And my Glock is 17, they got a switch and got a beam. I'm the youngest when I'm doing this, straight from out the block. And you ain't got nobody, boy, why don't you stop? Uh, grew up in the R, said and to the C. Ain't been around long, but music been around me. I learned the game from the OGs. On the block, north side of my city Been doing gangsta shit since they were doing the ditty You see the option no pity, they get put under the dirt. I sit back, sipping Remy while they baby mama torch Now she doing a handstand while I'm counting my bands. I walk across water while you stuck in that quicksand I'm living that life while you sit there and trip though. don't up the seeds, but I invest in that crypto. You know the money, gotta have it make you money. Feel my volatility no more, dressing bummy. Come a long way since the motherfucking star. start. Dark room to the wheels, fall lounging in the dark. It's all black, everything. I'm dipping through the night. Got the tall can crack, this is D. R.F. life. Rep it to them now show them how to rep it right. I'm like my aim, looking down at iron sight. They shit all right, but we move the streets. We keep it hot, yeah, we real G's. We knock them out, won't hesitate to squeeze. We bang and get money, call this shit red cheese. Ride so clean that the haters gonna hate. The bitches gonna fuck and the pigs will build a case. It's big north, they gang shit, throw me in the cage. I ride it all out, come out spitting in their face.